0: to take part, We're here to take over. Backbone takeover 2022. My name is Nick Brand, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town, the 14th reason the silver surfer top deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next hour. And joining me through the wonders of the internet. Yes, we're back through the wonders of the fucking internet is Mr. Nathan and the oh so glorious one. Nathan, we're down and out. We're on the back end of COVID, and days past. What a week. What a way to start off 2022.
1: Nick, they thought we couldn't do it. They thought we wouldn't be here. They turned us down at every fucking event and we're here. We made it. I don't know how, like, you are if you're whole. Like, I'm quite not. As you can (laughs) see, clearly, there's three different fucking heads of me on the screen. But, yeah, no, we're good. I think we're alive.
0: Yeah, we've, we've just survived it. And who knew the first the first fucking mass event for uh, for a music festival turned into the biggest super spreader. I don't know what the percentage of people who caught COVID to people who didn't catch it, but I swear it's like 98% did. I don't. I only know two people in my life who haven't caught COVID from this event.
1: Oh, 100%, mate. And like uh, the best part was the people that thought they didn't have it. And they'll post that person, they thought they didn't have it and they were saying, sucked in. And then they caught it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> It comes for us all. I'm an alien. I still haven't even got my results yet. So I might not have even caught the thing, but I'm assuming that I had it. Like I'm assuming that I got it. So absolutely, that's Um, a whole different fucking story.
0: As High School Musical said, we're all in this together, Nathan, and COVID leave no prisoners. And here we are. I was actually, I swear to God, about a month ago, I was getting a little bit of FOMO from everyone who had COVID. I just wanted to see what all the fuss is about. And here I am now kind of thinking, yeah, I wish I didn't have that. If you ask me before night and day, if I was going to get COVID or sunburnt, I get to choose out of one of them. I would have said, give me COVID any day of the week. I fucking hate being sunburned. And at the end of it all, what I walked think? away yeah. from night and day, scot free, no sunburns felt so good as a pasty white kid that I am. And uh, I got COVID and I fucking hated my life for about at least three or four days. I thought, <sighs> yep, I might die here. <laughs>
1: Well, Nick, it was all that it was cracked up to be. Because, like, last year, like, we're like, oh, has anyone <laughs> that you know actually had it? Like, is this thing even real? Like, like, and whatever. Like, if we get it, yeah, we'll be right. And then you then you get it. And it's like, fuck, this is, the, this is horrible. Well, I was like, Nick, I, I actually I, I wasn't honestly going to go to hospital or anything. But, like, it was pretty bad. Like, it, it, yeah. it was a lot worse than I thought it would be. So, hopefully, everyone's doing okay, though. If Absolutely. So, that's all that matters.
0: Who knew? Who knew a, uh, a diet consisting of water and ketamine wouldn't protect me from COVID, Nathan? It's an no. absolute fucking. It's absolute bullshit, if you ask me. <laughs>
1: no, Nick, we said we weren't going to drink, and the ketamine did it for you anyway. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> bit of bit of COVID-infected ketamine. Damn it! The whole festival had it. That's why we got it.
1: <laughs> a bunch of just, fiends at night and day, Nick. Bunch I brought of it for the everywhere. horses.
0: I brought it for the horses, Nathan. Nick, it wasn't for my own consumption.
1: <laughs> Nick, how are the costumes? Some of the the, the actual lengths that people went to. And like, let, let's just let's just get it out of the way. It was fucking. It was hot. It was at least seventy-five degrees. I, I, I don't know. That, I'll say it was <laughs> good mate. When I rocked up there, it felt like I was standing on fucking Satan's balls. Like it was like I was in Team America. Dick. It was horrible. It was so hot.
0: And day one of Night and Day actually had me longing for the days of Unified 2020 when the storm hit. I was like, which one's better? Because we every festival that happens, Nathan, all we do is complain about the weather. We're hard to please because we get burn as fuck as soon as the sun comes out. But I just don't like being wet. If you ask me what animal I want to be, if I could be reincarnated, it's just an animal that doesn't get wet. And I don't know what that really narrows it down to. An inside dog? Maybe. But they Maybe. still go outside sometimes. Don't ask me to be a fish, Nathan. They're always wet.
1: Now, I'll give me a barren hibernation because I can just sleep all fucking <laughs> sleep for months on end. Yeah. Now I, I just get fucking, I have real bad memories. It wasn't just the unifiers and now the night and days. It's good things a couple of years ago. I took the oh. day off work. It was like 45 degrees. I didn't even go. How hot it was that day! Do you remember that? that? That's like a I'm pretty home. sure
0: that, that that day was hotter. That, I'm not kidding. I've never oh. felt hotter in my life. Standing there, Northlade decided. Not only did Northlade come out early and start to play, they decided, "Oh, this is the festival. We bring pyro in for the first fucking time." And I thought, let's be honest, there were there had to be fire restrictions that day. But Northlade went, "Fuck!" I'm pretty sure I saw them. They said, "Fuck it! No, we're not. We don't care about those <laughs> fire restrictions." And went, "Let's just do pyro and send about a hundred people in the front row into a." Coma, which I'm pretty sure happened. Although Baby Metal were fun that year, that was fun.
1: Well, yeah, you, you had a lot of good stories from that year. So, like, I yeah. guess throughout all the pain of weather, that, like even Big Day Out back in the day killed us. Like, we, we just don't have good luck. Like, whenever, whenever Melbourne does to us on Festival Day, like, it's, there's something wrong with it. But it was, it was still a good time. I had a great time. Like, once I got through into the um the gates, that was another whole story. Nick, like, getting into the fucking festival for me, now <laughs> that now I did, I've got to drop to these fucking oh, these assholes God. Nick. It's I, like I rock to up to the festival as I am, a member of the Backbone Takeover team, expecting to get into the staff car park. <laughs> all the fucking realms, all the fucking look, like looking after me. Well, I check my name on that list, Nick. I got sent away. I got sent <laughs> away like the fucking fiend that I am. I got sent down some random road, and they're like, "Go down that road, and you'll find a footy ground." And I didn't, Nick. And I was, I was lost. I was scared. And but I got up. I got in there. You got in there early. I had to work, but we did well. We got in there. And once we were there, it was a good time.
0: Yeah, I got in without even going through the, s- the front. I went through the yeah, you know, I went through the staff car park, and then I just walked in without a wristband. And I was looking around. I'm like. I feel like I'm going to get chucked out of here. They're going to think I jumped the gate, <laughs> but I just I just followed fucking catering in. Someone had a bag of frozen chips and they'll bring it to the stalls. And I was like, oh, I'll just jump in with you guys. I wanted to go work for a little bit. I actually, shout out, you know what? This is an early thing and I, I will forget if I don't say it now. Shout out to everyone who ate fucking vegan over this weekend, whether you guys mm. are vegan or were just being it for the day or whatever, just for one meal. Because that vegan fucking truck and the potato spirals, let's not forget about those. Those were the two That's biggest Ellis. fuckers of the whole weekend. It was insane. Insane how much that was selling.
1: Dude, it was unbelievable. Those curly fries things, those curly potatoes. Like you said to me, walking up one of the walking across the bridge into the castle for the one of the days. You're like, I wonder how many bloody potatoes they've sold over this festival. I'm like, Nick, tons. Absolute tons. Like the amount of potato. Between the hot chips and those potato fucking rings, my god! But they, I didn't have any. Did you have any?
0: Like, nah, I didn't. I was too much. I, I didn't want to conform to the time. main. St- I didn't we want to conform to festivals. the mainstream. We do do anything. <laughs> yeah, know, we're, we're fucking boring at uh, festivals. I just wait till That's I get home enough. and then, my diet of uh, water and ketamine really kicks in. Um, but before we, uh, we before we get into everything and get into all the bands. Um, we should say thank you to Destroy all Alliance. They hooked us up again. Um, a couple of years ago, they were the ones who really hooked us up for good things. Um, the first festival who ever really took us on. Don't have to do that, of course, though. And they like luckily I think we did all right. Um, obviously with COVID and everything like that. They didn't have to give us any access to any bands. Like there, I, I thought coming into this, I'm like, they're going to pull out. The band's going to pull out because of COVID. That would have been completely understandable. Instead, we got seven interviews done, um, which will be coming out this week. And we got two of the big boys, two of the two of the top three bands. Couldn't get Parkway, of course. Parkway weren't going to do anything, um, never were, and you know, rightfully so. But you got to interview uh, Polaris, and I got to interview Trophy Eyes. Um, those ones are coming out this week, uh, along with what Diamond Construct and Void of Vision and Wind Waker and Future Static, and I'm forgetting why Mirrors as well. It's like... We got to interview a lot of cool bands. Um, We wanted to interview the Gloom in the Corner and shout out to those boys who unfortunately had to pull out of the festival. Um, But yeah, I just want to say thank you to them because that is always such a, you know, they don't have to uh, allow anyone to come on. We were one of three. It was us, what we did on the weekend and Wall of Sound. Like we were the only, only three who did it. So like for them to put trust in us and only be one of those three like at Good Things, there was fucking dozens, there was dozens of publications, podcasts and everything, they let everyone come in, but for this one, they kept it very small, and very, very uh, fortunate to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, mate, that no, was awesome, so yeah, definitely shout out to Destroyer Lines and everyone that put on the festival itself, like, we actually were quite impressed, how they actually pulled it off, like the whole artist area at the back, and getting through to those spots, was really well done, and, like it was like you actually getting the insights to see what bands go through at those festivals pretty cool. And like, we've got to say that at good things. And now obviously a little bit at unified, but now obviously at night and day to another degree, like seeing where Parkway set up and like like Polaris and getting to talk to two of the big boys, like you say that we've had on the bucket list was awesome. So yeah. thank you to obviously to Cheryl alliance, particularly Janine for looking after us throughout the two days. Like that was yeah. really, she was a godsend. So she did a great job and Nick, I'm pretty sure we are um, we're, we're the rant um, of Florentini has come from us. After um, <laughs> uh, I've called the bastard out a million times on the show, Nick. But I'm pretty sure after that ramble that he deleted off his Instagram, the cow didn't want to face us again, Nick. He, it was us. So I'm pretty sure we've cost Trophy Eyes ever playing another festival in Australia <laughs> again. Well, playing yeah. us.
0: It's funny, like, uh, so John Floriani came out and um, he was doing, like, an Ask Me Anything on Instagram and he someone asked him about Night and Day and he said, you know, it was one of the worst festivals we've done. They treated us really poorly and, like, you know, and he also kind of uh, made a few tweets about it as well, kind of saying, like, most of our crew um, contracted COVID because of it. There was no real precautions or anything like that put in, um, in still. I would say, and this is, like, I can see it both ways, man. Like, you know, bands should be protected as much as they possibly can. Yep. But it also like the bands need to protect themselves. When we we interviewed John and um, I was sitting with him. And I made sure I had my mask on. We both did. We did. And I made exactly. sure to like, we didn't, I didn't want to shake hands with him. And at the end of the fucking interview, he put his hand out to shake it. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, man, fuck it. <laughs> 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 so, like, so it's like, it's like, come on, like, it, you know, I don't think he contracted it. Um, So no. like, luckily I'm not the super spreader. Although there was a like, when I was listening to trophy, I perform at the start of their set. I was thinking, has John got it and just given it to me? And yeah. I was thinking, maybe he's the super spreader coming from Sydney. John, your bastard. No, nah, Love you, John. Uh, we should get him on longer. He was great. He was good fun. But uh, yeah, it's it's a weird one that. Uh, let's get into the bands. Let's get into the whole event um, as a whole, Nathan. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of run through a lot of the smaller bands quickly because we don't have a lot of time for all that. And now uh, we'll kind of go the next one. Na- plus, the- I didn't
1: get there early on the first day. So you saw all the bands.
0: Absolutely. Uh, okay. So first band, Terra. Um, what I wrote down, it's too hot. I can't think um, the singer can't hit the high notes. That's all. <laughs> Those were my three notes that I wrote down. What a down. summary. I couldn't think straight, Nathan. It was fucking hot. And I was like, at this stage, I didn't really... I, w- I was still like, I'm going to stand out in the sun for all the bands. I'm not going to sit up and get the shade. You what a yet. fucking <laughs> moron as my COVID oh, comes in. that? <clears throat> oh, my God. God. Oh, I'm a fucking Don't moron. Don't die of COVID yet. they
1: got
0: the
1: podcast first. Come on. Oh,
0: fuck me. I'll die. Put it on my, put it on my grave. 10, Nick, were they? Uh, t- Terror out of 10 were a 6 out of 10. I thought they were fine, um, an easy way to open up. I'm glad they didn't put in, like, a huge mosh band opener. Didn't really blow yeah. me away, but.
1: Were they terrific or were they terrible? Like, you know Ooh, what I'm saying with the, the puns there?
0: That's fucking dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> It was mirrors next, wasn't it? Was it mirrors? Yeah, it was
1: mirrors. It was mirrors. My second, Nick,
0: talk to me about this. I'm not sure about that. Mirrors were on second. I thought to the grey probably could have been on second, but they get a lot of YouTube views, so maybe that was the difference. Uh, Mirrors were great. Uh, The ego's weight's a really cool album. Like, it's not my, not our favorite album, but it's a cool listen. Um, Cool. Great turnout for them. The crowd came in a lot quicker on the first day. Naturally, I think everybody after the first day went, holy shit, I might take my time to get in on the second day. Uh, Understandably so. And the second day was a lot nicer. The first day was brutal, man. It was fucked. Um, yo, shout out to anyone who her in this fucking thing. Like for anyone, like I feel, I feel your pain and, uh, look, yeah, I'll, I'll beat you up some other time. Uh, but mirrors were great. Uh, I'm a big fan of them. I, you know, the big basis. So I got to our uh, interview, just walking around, no shirt, just feeling like a million bucks. The whole band, looked, uh, you know what, when I said I could beat up any band in the fucking scene, mirrors are the only band I couldn't, they all like, they're all fucking Taekwondo teachers essentially. So I think they're going to kick my head off. <laughs>
1: Any exclusives from the interview? Any Easter eggs about Taekwondo, Nick? Did we, did we learn anything?
0: He said he's going to beat the shit out of me <laughs> when the whole band comes in front. <laughs> that's the exclusive. Oh,
1: well, we're two for two. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it.
0: It all kind of kicked off once Wind Waker came on. It felt like the tone shifted of the festival.
1: Oh, 100%, so, mate. Wind Waker, when they rocked up, felt like the first big band of the day. Not that they are a big band yet, but like they're on the premise as to being one of those big bands. And like you say, the actual crowd by that stage, because I rocked up for Beautiful Monument. So I didn't know what it was like earlier in the day, but the crowd definitely built up for Wind Waker. And Nick, they brought it. They came out with a new song to open and we love that. I I really do. Like I, I actually quite enjoy that for a band that hasn't really played a lot of shows in the last 12 months and they killed it. So we know that they got a few things like being released in the next couple of months. So whether it's singles or we know Love Language will come out at some stage this year. We actually found out a couple of tidbits in the interview for anyone to check out. So there's definitely a couple of things you want to find out, but they were great. We'll look good. They got a different look now. They got a different image. They had a fucking DJ, Nick they had a yes. DJ on the stage. So like, yeah, I loved it. what do you think yeah. of this?
0: Yeah, I thought they were really good. I thought Will, especially at the start, Will was like commanding as a front man. I was like, man, they've leveled up. And then Will tried to talk, um, after about 10 minutes, in that scorching fucking heat, he tried to talk in between, and he couldn't get a fucking word out. He was so out of breath. And I felt so bad for him, man. Like, it would have been brutal up there. Like, oh, god. Gotcha. Um, but like, you know, it serves them right for releasing such a poxy cover of Britney Spears. So, like, I guess that's kind of what you get, right?
1: Mate, Will's a coward. He doesn't want to face me, Nick. I told him. I've told told him that to his face. The audaciousness of this band, Nick, to release. Not just any song, not just any Britney song, but my favorite Britney Spears song of all time. As the first song in two years, or three years since Empire dropped, was disgusting. And um, Mm. Indy, thanks. Shout out to Indy who I interviewed. Um, We had a bit of fun there. It was a a real tough interview. I'm not going to lie. Like, I felt bad for him. But, um. That's a whole different story as well, Nick. That was a bit. Oh,
0: open we got to talk about that. Sorry, that this is so <laughs> funny. So, like, it, it, look, because of COVID and everything like that, they could um, certain interviews had to be conducted in certain areas, and basically, um, Naif had to do his interview with Indy uh, basically outside um, with just kind of outside in the open, just outside, like <laughs> other side of a fence from the general public. Yeah, and <clears throat> as it was happening someone decided, oh, let's let's get a forklift and move five pallets of Red Bull Red right to, <laughs> right to where Nathan's doing the interview. So all you can fucking hear during the interview at the start is beep. Beep, beep, crash, 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 beep. And then he, he moves around to the back end of the fucking building. And there's some guy who can't lift a fucking bin up up the hill to get oh, it no, over it to his area. So old oh, mate, Frowny comes in, helps pushing the bin through. I, I just, the man, man, I, I did yet. everything this weekend. I'm a fucking superstar. Nick,
1: can you, can you imagine this? It's like, like an, a scene in a movie where the sun's like going down at a slow, like pace. I see the sun going down. And then I see this man coming up with a bin on wheels. And then I see you in slow motion, chariots of fire style. The guy's going backwards, Nick, pushing up into the waves. It was like being caught in a rip and you came and saved him. And I'm trying to keep a straight face mid-interview. <laughs> Poor Indy's thinking, what the fuck? And by this stage, we actually were talking about movies. So it was okay. Because, Nick, everyone loves talking about movies. But that was great. That was a highlight. But back to their set. Yeah, now, nah, Audacious, Britney Spears, deserve to be called out. Feel quite bad for him because we did find out that the album was written and done last year. It wasn't meant to come out last year, but yeah, no defending Wind Waker for that poxy cover.
0: And uh, their Warp cover was really good. I really liked that. Oh, I like yeah. If they pulled out this cover just for a one-off, the Britney Spears just for the festival, I would have been like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. But they didn't do that, Nathan. They released the fucking thing officially. Uh, that's piss uh, Justice for the Damned were next, Nathan. Uh, I tweeted during their set, I wonder how bands feel knowing they'll never be anywhere near as good as Justice for the Damned. First of all, am I correct? Second of all, how great are Justice for the Damned?
1: Nick, I'd, I've never heard you say anything more accurate in your life because... <laughs> That tweet is spot on. Justice are the greatest band, not only in the scene, but of all time. Nick. like, that's not even overstated. Like, we've seen them now. <laughs> the last time I saw them was an invasion fest. I swear, and they were my favorite band that day. And now they were definitely my favorite band of day one at night and day. I thought they were awesome. Um, they just command the stage now, dude. They got such a good set on stage, and the way they actually get the crowd going now, like, they can jump up and down. They can bash the shit out of each other. They brought the ruckus, Nick, and they are that band now. Like like Justice now are a headline band in our scene. And to see them at a 7 o'clock evening slot, like, slot was perfect. I thought it was perfect, like you say, after Wind Waker. And it just flowed perfectly. I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, temperature was starting to cool down so everyone could kind of jump in the mosh and not feel like they were getting burnt alive. Um, you know, the <laughs> dust was getting kicked up everywhere. Everyone thought it was dust, not COVID, but sucked in for everybody, including <laughs> us. But whatever. But uh, yeah, they were fucked. And what about what about the sales pitch of uh, boback just coming out with, <gasps> with the Justice footy shorts on? Probably, probably yeah, I know you've mentioned this before, Nathan, but we have to say it again. One of the greatest merch items we've ever seen
1: Nick, I have to get these shorts in my life. They were sold out at the event. I don't even think they sold them. I think they were, like, like gone so quickly because Nick, Bobak and his fucking thighs, like, he is thighzilla. Like, I know there's thighzilla. Like, he's thick thighs, Nick, on the stage, jumping up and down in motion. It's poetry. Like, I I, yeah. I don't know what it is about watching him on the stage, but, like, it's just so fun to watch, and Nick. Like, I have like during the week I posted there, but drag through the dirt at the moment is my favorite song. And I reckon it is like one of the best Aussie songs to watch live. It's oh just,
0: yeah. Oh. It just
1: goes fucking hard, man. And yeah, dude, they are that band. Like they might be like, they are almost my favorite band at the moment. I reckon they might be coming in 2022, especially in Australia.
0: I think justice for the damn being your favorite band is the only right answer you can give right now. Cause they were just so <laughs> fucking good. And also how about the drummer, man? The the drums on justice are oh. so fucking clean.
1: Jesus. Well, Nick, I actually think this is the, the moment that we found our spot. Like this is the, the moment I found the kind of range for the sound and we got to hear him perfectly. Like this is around interview time for us. We're doing a couple of interviews around the spot, but see Justice in Motion was so good and the drummer is a beast and makes it, like I always say, a good drummer makes it look easy, like not hard. Like yeah. you can see people on stage struggling and this guy just doesn't. And then he just goes and fucking like, whacks guitars and um, whatever, bands. forever <laughs> as well. So he's a talented
0: man. We should we should touch on that what you said because there was we did find what we what you would call Nathan the sweet spot. Um, you know, kind of probably halfway through the first day, and I mm. think it's a good kind of way to say because there were a lot of bands that we watched and we might have been undercover on the grandstand and you know to those bands we do apologise but. You know, one it was fucking piping hot, but also like we can—it's really hard to give an honest review of a band that we couldn't okay. really get a great sound off because we're way back off to the side. So like, yep. I feel like there were we kind of alternated a couple of bands. You saw at a really good spot, and a couple of bands I saw it a really good spot. So we can probably get yep. most bands' perspectives in the in the best possible light. But it for is sure. interesting for people. I saw some people saying certain bands sounded garbage. I'm like, yeah, but where were you standing? Oh, well, off to yeah. the grandstand. That doesn't really count. You didn't really no. see the band.
1: No, nah, I need to call – exactly. Oh, that was definitely one thing I wanted to say on the pod. We need to call out anyone that said the sound was shit from the sitting spot. They that It's just, it's invalid. They don't count because, yep. honestly, hearing any band from that stage and that side, like you're never going to get the full proper like feeling of it. Like It just doesn't matter how good a band is and how good they're going to sound. You're never going to get the same as what you are in the pit, on the ground. And yep. in that spot, like, we thought a couple of bands sounded quite average, and then you walk over to the spot – And you stand up instead of sit down, and they sounded great. So, really, like the perspective on sound, you had to be standing as hard as that is and as harsh as that is.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll run through the last few uh, nice and quickly Alex Leahy was a huge surprise package we only because we were doing interviews and stuff we only caught the last 15 minutes was fucking fantastic I thought there was going to be no one there I thought it was going to be such a dead show and no one was going to care and wrong as fuck and happy to be wrong in this situation I thought she was excellent Um, the getaway plan should never play more than five minutes of a show they should go on play city meets the sea and fuck (laughs) right off because I know everyone's like oh they get to play their one album I don't know if they had another album i really don't but no one no one actually wants to hear them play the album they just want us to hear them play the one song off that one album and if you're just uh, gonna bring out it's, why are you giving them an hour they gave them a full fucking hour for the getaway yes. play worst set of the, the the weekend
1: oh by a mile but like I, did, I do need to bring this up so we did touch on like gloom in the corner missing out but Viard, as Murder pulling oh. out the, of the festival absolutely was a huge hole especially not just for us but the whole festival because watching the getaway plan before polaris <laughs> was almost criminal nick like i i know we just roasted anyone that sat down and watched bands but nick, I, I, I couldn't even stand to give them the time of day nick like I, I told you like 500 people will do their thing for that big song when the city meets to sea was that the one and yeah like whatever and like everyone got up and had a good time to that but that's just a bang song like i know every goal is to get a bang song and like you're gonna make your money and do that but at a festival like this, Nick, when I want to see the ruckus, I want to see the people, I want to see the action they just weren't that bad. And yeah, Thy art that we probably might've got an interview with Thy art, but we kind of knew that early in the week that they weren't coming. And yeah, yeah. it was a shame. Yeah.
0: I, I will shout out quickly, antagonist AD, who I've heard from all accounts were just fucked up sorts of good in, in that indoor stage. There was a line out. Not everyone could get in. I feel bad for people who were lining up um, for that. And also I forgot to mention this. Um, Jimmy Kyle from chasing coast did a welcome to country before terror came out and play. And he has a really great way of words. He, he spoke before in, invasion fest i think it was 2020 um it's a long time ago now man that's two years ago fuck me um and he was fantastic there and he's fantastic here he just has a really he has a really great way with his words and kind of the way he articulates everything he makes i don't know he does it in a in the right way and he's not attacking anybody he's just being very general and then kind of honing in on his points he's just fantastic in that sense well there's some dudes
1: that you feel preach and he's one that doesn't come across as preaching he just kind of comes across as like you believe what he's saying, and you hear it, and you 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 believe. Like it's just some people have that way about him with public speaking, and he really does. And like you say, I really wanted to watch Chasing Ghoster during that spot, and I can't believe I missed them. But um, yeah, that indoor stage, I went in there for one band on day one, Nick Triple Kill, and yeah. I was in there for one minute, and I was out of there within a minute because <laughs> that was a hot venue. Anyone that did the the, the Antag set justice, like for you, because. Seeing people swing up on the roof, Nick, was unbelievable. That's it. It was just unreal. But, yeah, dude, 100% uh, on Jimmy Kyle.
0: And we'll go to Polaris, who headlined day one, of course. Um, Yeah, as you say, without Die Art, the day did feel a little bit handicapped and a little bit kneecapped, honestly. Um, The quality probably wasn't quite there in terms of the big bands that everyone was really excited to see. But Polaris came out, man, first show in a long time, and, yeah, they smashed it. Like I I think Polaris are just a – Always going to be a great live band. They sounded yes. fantastic. Um, Burjo and me were crying out for Black fingernails, Red Wine just for the just for the fuck of it, honestly. Uh, oh, God, d- didn't get that, unfortunately. Um, Consume is the greatest song of all time. I'll stand by that statement until the day I die. And, Nath, what do you think of Polaris, mate?
1: Oh, Nick, I love Polaris. And like anyone that thought they were average, uh, our mate Curtis, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> wrong. It missed the hot. I, I caught him the hot take king Nick, from the weekend. He had, he had some real hot takes. Yeah, but they were shocking they weren't, takes. They just went right. They
0: were <laughs> shit ass <laughs> takes, weren't they?
1: Now, um, well, Polaris. I thought uh, I, I really. Uh, I've never really liked Vagabond off the Death of Me. So yeah. they opened with that. I thought that was the only miss, like miss of the whole set because that was fantastic. They sound so good live. Jamie's brilliant. I thought the band really warmed up from that first song and just killed it and they crushed it and. They are a headliner band now. Like, we, we, we know they're the next Parkway. They're probably never going to be as big, but they're writing a really good, like, they're they at a really good stage, Nick. Two albums in, really good EP in. They've they got a great set. So you just want the bangers. And when you can go, like, pretty sure they had a run of, like, I don't know, it was masochists into, like, might have even been Consume. Like, Consume was early. I think that was, like, track three. They got a great list of songs, Nick, and we just love watching them. Yeah. They've they got the roses thing. You can have the big red petals, like, going at the end, like, of the show. It's, it's great. It's good fun. It's good theater.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they're they're a great band to, if you want to participate, if you want to get in the mosh, they're perfect for it because just about every section is good for something. You can bounce around. You can run in a circle. You can throw down. Like, they're not – they're still big. But they're kind of at, they're big at a point where like you can still really do some damage in the pit, not to p- other people, of course, but just throw of your course. hands around like you're, <laughs> like you're fighting mosquitoes or whatever the fuck they say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Day day one was fun. Like I, I think everyone was more excited for day two, especially after the die art thing happened. But day one yeah, was re- was definitely a success. Uh, moving into day two, there are a few more bands to talk about, so we'll get through even quicker here. Um, Loon got called up late um, to the piece, and shout out to them because I thought they actually sounded really fantastic.
1: Loon Grovnik. That's yeah. simple as that. That's just it's an awesome name, like an awesome little fucking feature. And they were they brought the grooves and played a couple of new tracks, which were kind of cool as well.
0: Uh, Future Static. We're on next, man. Um, yeah, you know, look, I hate being because it sounds like we're biased every time we do this. Um, but Future Static, fucking rule. Um, we've been kind of big on them for a while now. Waves is a great song. They've been killing the live circuit every t- chance they get. And uh, I we say this in the interview, but you know, we'll I'll say it again now. Like I've seen a lot of bigger bands be swallowed up by, by these stages, especially when it gets on the a festival, but they look comfortable as fuck. They look like they belong there. I wish there was a bigger turnout to them. Like, you know, it, it, people did take a lot longer to come into this one. Um, even though the day wasn't as harsh as the first day, but obviously a lot of people were probably really burnt or probably hung over as shit. But, uh, yes. I, yeah, I thought they absolutely kill it. Amy's an absolute demon on the stage.
1: Oh, demon. I like that. Yeah. That's a very good description they were awesome and like you say Nick they are very early on in their career we spoke a little bit to them on the interview and talked a little bit about Wild Thing and their manager alley and what they're doing and it was really cool so to see what they're doing and progressing like you say waves of banger and they're going to have some more bangers coming out this year so we're, we're excited Absolutely, by
0: album coming out hopefully um, next up was Paperweight Next up was Diamond Construct. Um, so, uh, Diamond Construct, you had a really good spot for Nathan, um, and I, I kind of <laughs> stayed off to the side for a little bit, and I didn't really get the good sound until I kind of came in for the last couple of songs. Talk to me about that because I think that was probably one of our first moments where I was like, "Oh, you really have to be in that sweet spot to get a to actually have an opinion on if the band were good or not."
1: Oh, exactly, dude. And like you say, I was really keen because I had the um the chat with DC. Early in the day. So I teed that up and they, they told us that a little cheeky um <laughs> kind of cover that they'll play, Nick, that I fucked up in the interview it was sensational and oh,
0: No, I was you made it better. You made it better. They they said they were gonna do a cover of satisfaction. <laughs> oh, and they and Nathan go instantly with his with his old school brain goes, I can't get no satisfaction by the Rolling Stones and they're like <laughs> And it, to the point where Nathan said it to me afterwards and I predicted that you'd say that because it's so you, I loved it. I thought mean, it that was is. so perfect. But no, they did, the, they did the Benny Benassi cover. Um, also oh. a great song. I don't know which one's better. Uh, both both are better. Probably the Benny Benassi one has a better drop. So I might give it to that one.
1: But, oh, um, dude, that was sensational. It was so, at the highlight of that interview, to be honest. They, they are great dudes. So it was, was Braden Kynan, and Alex and they're, they're just really good dudes So. I was excited, Nick. I was up for the set, like you say. A lot of us were sitting there because at that stage of the day, it was very hot. But I had a really good spot for him, and they were sensational. Just a little shout-out to Headstrong. I saw them in the indoor stage just before this set as well. But Diamond Construct felt like the first kind of big band of the day, Nick. Like, I know they're on the up, but the crowd was pretty good by this stage, and they commanded it. They had a DJ. They had everything going for them on stage, and the sound was fucking awesome. And when Hit It Back came on, I went and bought the T-shirt for that, Nick Hit It Back. That's how well they, they did it for me so you're gonna
0: get that fucking fucking song tattooed on you i swear to god you (laughs) like nick it's a great song of the year what a
1: travesty that finished fifth in the countdown (laughs) what a stitch up that No, is i'm telling you that night at frankston changed my life forever and i'm dying with dc nick i'm going down with the train but by the time you got there they, they played a really good set they're a fun band like like you say, like uh, occasionally they hit and miss with the vocals, but they were, they played a really fun set, and I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see where they go for their new sound and kind of their new, mm-hmm. next few tracks, because as you say, hit, the, hit It Back seems to be their their best sounding song. Submerged, obviously, is a great sounding song as well, but those are the oh, two. Great
1: ones. songs, Submerged. But if, yep. they can,
0: if they can kind of double up and triple up on the songs that kind of have that vibe and have that kind of overall quality live, like... Man, I can't wait to see. I want Diamond Construct to be, like, you know, the the best best party metalcore band in the scene. Like, it'd be so cool to have that. Because we don't really have that kind of band at the moment. Uh, no. We will move on a little bit. Um, Baker's Eddie, I don't know if we I was kind of... We were doing interviews and stuff. I don't know if I caught any of Baker's Eddie. Did you know? No,
1: nah, you had Void for that stage, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I saw a tiny bit of Baker's Eddie. I was going to go see Floriani in the um the acoustic stage, oh, but... Couldn't get yeah, in. No, nah, that's what I mean. That was always going to be really, really full, so... At this stage, dude, you know, I was just looking for cover.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, didn't, clowns didn't really came. Clowns came on. We're allowed to watch a little bit, and then we had more interviews to do. But I, I just want to shout out clowns real quick. Clowns are f- oh. fucking awesome. Like I, I said to you during this, um, their set, I was like. You forget how good clowns are until they play, and then they're like, "Oh, they're like the best punk rock band going in the country. It's fucking awesome." And I Rise just
1: against Ronda something.
0: Oh yeah, like when we saw, them, we we're like, "Who the fuck's this band?" And now we're like, "Oh, the who knew the massive American band who sold out 5K, five k five thousand cap venues knew more about music than us." Fuck yeah. me, God, we God we have egos, don't we? What um, oh, like, we do? But no, I, I love clowns I'm such a huge fan. One of the best live bands going. They don't give a fuck about COVID. They're diving in the crowd they don't they lost their drummer to COVID they found it easy you know why because every clown song's the same and I wouldn't have it any other way you just get any <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: that's are so good Stevie's an absolute king the singer yeah. I love that man so much we need to get him on the podcast
0: oh definitely absolutely man uh came came out of the John Floriani one we caught the back end of chat of the chats
1: yep. I must
0: admit at the start <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed by the chats um yeah, I, I wanted them to be one of the best. Um, they sound like it's funny. Like the scene's is like hilarious on stage. It's just going like <laughs> every song is just about something so obvious, but it's so good. And uh, but then it, they played fucking Smoko and Pub Feed, and I reckon Pub Feed, other than Parkway. Pub feed had the biggest crowd reaction in terms of, like, singalogs. The crowd was louder than the fucking music. I've never seen anything like it. And I'm like, I guess no. it's a universal feeling wanting a pub feed. But fuck me. Like, someone wanted their bloody steak done medium well. And it's not right. You don't <laughs> want it medium well, Nathan. You want it medium <laughs> rare, like a normal oh. person. <laughs> I you, Nick. Chicken schnitty. all that mattered. <laughs> I've,
1: I've been hunting a chicken schnitty since that set. That's why I have one. They're <laughs> fanging with this fucking disease I've been. I'm telling you, Nick. What a band. Oh.
0: And what a mullet. What a, a mullet. I, I,
1: I can't even describe it.
0: It's a good... Yeah, I I think the, the chats were a really good. Um, kind of like Alex Lay of the of the day before. Kind of that good change up as the sun's about to start setting and we can kind of, you know, get into the nighttime acts. Um, well... But, yeah. I tell you what, we had one more before the nighttime really kind of hit, and that was Void of Vision. And oh boy, <clears throat> have Void of Vision leveled up, man? Um, since the Chronicles have come out, uh, they were, you know, if somebody, a few people said that they were the best act of the, of the whole weekend. I can't argue with that. I thought they were uh, phenomenal, man. And uh, I said this to you, Nathan. I, I really do think Void of Vision are our version of CrossFaith, just in terms of how reliable they are as Love a live that. band and also like, just kind of like how with Polaris as well, but every section of Avoid a Void of Vision song feels like it's designed for a live crowd. Okay, this section's for bouncing. This one's for running around a circle. This one's for punching your next door neighbor. Like every every section has that moment and uh, Jack's a beast. Um, he's way, looking like bloody Mel Gibson from that bloody movie that I reckon you, you probably Brave enjoy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you piece of crap. Uh,
0: <laughs> what'd you think of Void, mate?
1: Oh, Nick, I I was actually, I'm not going to lie, I actually said this pre-set, I was a little bit worried because the Chats had the biggest crowd, (laughs) like you say, besides Polaris, like by miles by this stage of the set. And I'm like, fuck, wouldn't it be a shame if like this crowd kind of dispersed a little bit for Void? I'm like, fuck, that'd suck. But Nick, the crowd stayed and the crowd loved it. And they had the best, I I reckon they had the best crowd reaction of the whole festival. Yeah, absolutely. They had a fucking nut, like you look at the the actual videos from the, the moch itself the set was crazy and like you say jack had the kilt on and i'm like my god that was so hot in that thing but like i don't know there was just something about avoid on the set in this day that just felt massive i, yeah. I actually said to you i wish they had played the friday night that would have been the thursday night i thought they would have been perfect to play play um, play pre polaris i thought that would have been awesome but yeah being locked in on the on the friday they were great dude they had, they're another band in that hotspot, Nick. They had that, they got the right amount of songs out that we really like now and enjoy live. Yeah. And the fans are at the same point with Void. They're behind them. They believe in them and they love them. And they were. They were so impressive. The only thing I regret for the whole weekend is not getting into our spot for this yeah. set. That's the one thing, because I was fucked at this stage. I didn't know what if I was going to stand up for the rest of the day. But thank God after that that we did, because, yeah, but that's the only thing I regret, Nick. They were awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I think Void, like, you notice when it comes to festivals um, that certain bands you can really tell the bands who are who have the the catalog to play thirty minutes or yeah. forty minutes or twenty whether it's twenty minutes or twenty five minutes you can really kind of you can tell them apart and I won't name bands who I don't think could like hold it out for a whole full thirty minutes but like a festival set is a different vibe to like a you know a club setting of a hundred people in a sweaty room. And, like, you really have to hold people's attention when you're on that big stage because anyone can look around and be like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink or I'm going to go get myself a ve- something from the vegan vegan truck or get myself a potato twisty because how many of those fucking things <laughs> are sold? <laughs> but it's like they held your attention and they've got the songs to do it now. Like, you know, it feels like they, ha- they played, I don't know, eight or so songs and nothing felt out of place. They didn't play Adrenaline, which I'm fucking furious on. But that's okay. Well,
1: um, <laughs> put it this way. Ghost in the Machine has been their closing song for how many years? Yeah. And, and they played at what second or third? <laughs> yeah,
0: it was insane. I actually, you know what? When they came out, I was like, imagine if they like opened or something with like Ghost in the Machine, and then they came yeah. out and they went for their. I think it was Vampire or something. That was that the first one? I can't remember. Yeah, that was the first track. And then yeah. they go, "This is Ghost in the Machine." I'm like, "Fuck me!" And it was just like, <laughs> it was just like an onslaught. It was so so cool, man. <laughs> like, yeah, like out of all like the bands in like the, what I would call the scene. Justice and Void really felt like they oh, both God, yeah. leveled up. They were kind mm. of the our scenes like highlights. It was just it was insane. um Hallians sure. were on Next Man, came out as a three piece, made a couple of jokes about <laughs> being a three piece, a lot of backing oh, track and a lot of stuff like that going on. But besides all that, playing Opera Oblivion in full. Oh. You're a, you're a massive fan of Salva, so I'll give you the reins for this one, and then we'll talk about the fact that they played the song Hallians, But get to the Opera Oblivion <laughs> first, please. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, like you say, so they did come out and play Opera Liver in full, and I, I, I was so excited, like, but kind of nervous at the same time for Hallians because i got no idea where they are out as a band, and, like, Dre now, like, they are. It, Dre's a front man, but he doesn't do a lot in the new Hallians songs. It's kind of like, what the fuck are they going to do live? But that album, for me, I just love that album so much, and to come out with 24 into Quality of Life, Quality of Life I still think is their best song. That's just such a phenomenal track, great hook. And they just won me from that moment. I was in the great spot, Nick. I had the good spot, good standing spot from the stage. Yeah. And the sound of the drums were just hitting me into my heart and my fucking soul, Nick. The drum sound, I've never heard a drum sound at a festival that was this crisp, this good, and this loud. And just I don't know. He did the backup singing and he sounded better than Dre, which probably wouldn't be that hard, Nick. I'm not not (laughs) touching that at all. But like, I kind of was a little bit worried when Matt left the band, how they go with the live stuff. But they were so good, Nick. And this album to me means a lot to me. And to see it live with all my mates was really, really cool. And I love this set. They might not have been the best band in the festival, but they were so good to watch. Yeah, I
0: I really. Hellions are a fascinating band because, like, I don't think they've ever been an amazing live band. I've seen them a few times, and even like back in like the Die Young days, I was like. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, they're kind of fun, but they're not very tight. They always felt a little bit odd here, as you said. They sounded amazing. That drum sound was so fucked, man. It w- there was something odd about hearing a bass guitar and not seeing a bassist there. It was very like, ah, oh, that w- was weird. We're not kind <laughs> of we're not getting the whole experience. Um, Dre no. Dre isn't an amazing live vocalist, but he's no. more of like a charismatic guy, and that's kind of his exactly. thing. Um, and that's how yeah. he gets away. And seeing like, it's a weird thing with Hallians with their. Especially with Opera Oblivia, there is a sense of like nobody knows what to do during their set in terms of like there's no like okay everybody bounce bounce bounce. Everyone's like half the people are jumping out of time, people are dancing with each other. <laughs> it's just there's just something about this album that just sends yep. people into this weird frenzy, and oh, it's yeah. such an amazing sight as just a viewer, as like as two people who are quite tall and can kind of see everything that's going on. It's like it's really kind of really, I don't know, it was really fascinating, really fun to look at everybody kind of doing their own thing. As much as I love seeing a thousand people bouncing in unison, like there's something so amazing (laughs) about that moment, but like seeing everybody just do their own thing, I thought it was really like, I don't know, it was really humbling and it was really kind of really lovely to watch.
1: Dude, it was. It was was a bizarre Uh, feeling. It felt united. Like the 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 whole festival just felt like they're all in the moment and we're all in the moment together, which is really cool. Like you don't get that. Often, I, I gotta say that the, the the top four on the Friday that, that's probably the most fun of that at a festival, I reckon, in probably ever. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was huge. I absolutely love the end of this day, but yeah, dude, Hallian's huge tick. Like, they, they, like, honestly, I probably wouldn't go see a Hallian show unless they'll playing up opera delivery in full anymore. So to see it at a festival was great.
0: And the, and sorry, we're gonna talk about Hallian playing Hallian's live. The oh, song, man. the song, Hallian. is this, there's song of the week, song of the weekend, song of the year. Oh, I. It, look, if Be Real and, and um, JJ Peters found a way to get on stage for that, I probably would have passed out and died <laughs> then and there, and a very happy man. But, oh. <laughs> I, then they played a couple other songs, no one gives a shit, but like, fuck me, <laughs> I was so happy. And just to see the crowd, it was just that little moment of like all the OG hallians fans kind of coming in together. There was some oh. people who obviously hadn't heard of like really old hallian stuff, and they were just listening to Rue and Opera Oblivion, and they're like, what the fuck is this? And it was just <laughs> it was just a really, it was a really fun moment. And like, that was a surprise that I was really like, God, man, I didn't." we didn't get Deliver Me, but fuck, we got hallians and I feel like that's a decent trade-off.
1: Dude, that honestly would have been like if Romance is Dead was played. played Yeah, absolutely. Like, that would have just... The the people that would have just moved and grooved to that part would have just... Nick, there you go. Print that on a t-shirt. Moved and (laughs) (laughs) grooved. grooved. Fuck yourself. (laughs) But yes, Nick. Hallians, The surprise set of the weekend.
0: Fantastic. Trophy Ice with next, Um, Opening up with... Uh, 27 Club and opening up with a Wall of Death one of the weirdest Wall of Death moments I've ever seen in my life uh, we jumped we jumped in Um, uh, John Floriani was about 17 bottles of Jack Daniels deep so he was having a great time uh, <laughs> <laughs> but look, I look I tell you what this set's kind of divided people some people thought it was really bad and some people thought it was the best set that they've seen from them so I don't know I again we were in the prime spot well, we were in a great spot it's and
1: a tough one to answer dude like to be honest we were in a great frame of mind, I think, at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we enjoyed it a lot more than other people. But a lot of people thought they were flat. Nick, did you get that? Did you get people saying that? Yeah, too?
0: I saw people say they were flat. I, John's voice wasn't incredible, but I guess maybe after Dre, I was just like, well, fuck, man. If you enjoy Hall- <laughs> if you enjoyed Halley's set, how can you say the trophy eyes weren't good because of the vocals? Because they, yeah, they were both kind of subpar, but then they're, they're not. Yeah, that was just kind of it. Like, you know, you just enjoy yourself. But like, yeah, with Trophy Eyes, like we were just kind of, we were counting on our fingers, kind of like every song would like banger, banger, banger. 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 Then they chuck out a red hot chili pepper song for fuck's sake, Nathan. <laughs> God. <laughs> and it's like, they, every song was great. And I'm not even a, I'm not a massive Trophy Eyes guy. I like the big songs. I think they're great. And, but to see them knock out, like they they had an hour, but they knocked out 50 minutes or so. I thought they were fucking great. I had a great time with them. John's voice was a little bit sketchy. At the start, his his highs were pretty crap... T- towards the end, his lows were pretty crap, and he, caught, they, he <laughs> kind of he kind of swung around, and all of a sudden his highs were great, and his lows were garbage. And I'm like, "What's happened, John? Did you take a few uppers and then a few downers, and then you just kind of that's how it works?" I don't know if that's how you work on your vocals, but fuck me, <laughs> I had a great time, Dave. I again, we were in a great frame of mind. We'd just done a few great big interviews and that, so I guess we were probably a bit happier than most. We didn't have to spend all that time in the um in the scorching heat. Um, and we yeah. kind of ha- and also we were kind of thrilled that we'd gotten through the hot two days without getting sunburned. If I'm being honest, yes. I was I was ecstatic. That's my highlight of the weekend. Fuck the bands, I didn't get burnt.
1: <laughs> what a celebration that moment was. How's your face? Yeah, no, escaped. What about my neck? Yep, yep, okay. Arms? Yeah, right, do wear out. That's it. That's perfect. <laughs> Fuck the rest of the bands. Fuck Parkway Drive. Fuck New Years. I've done it. I've actually succeeded the festival. <laughs> but back on Trophy Eyes, they were like for me we were really happy. I think we were just very happy at that moment in time, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Trophy Eyes didn't play the old school, like the, a lot of people probably were thinking, oh, let's play some Men Move On songs. They're not part, they're not about that anymore. They're about the sing-alongs and about the vibes, dude, so they're going to play Chemical Miracle in full at Unify, which is going to be a huge highlight. That's a great tick to that festival, but seeing Trophy Eyes play a lot of those songs anyway at um, night and day was awesome, and like you say, John kind of went hot and cold at different spots, like from highs to lows. But to bring it all together, the sing-alongs were there. And I had a great time. That's what they are now, dude. They're a sing-along band. Yeah. They're there to, to get the people just vibing. And that's what it was.
0: And again, and it was a really very similar to Hallians, a very good sing-along. Everyone's doing their own thing. Some people were jumping up and down. Some people were dancing with their partners or with their mates mm. or just jumping around mm-hmm. on them. There's a little pit for people who want to jump around in that, like – yeah, I don't know. Those like those two bands, I thought they were really wholesome viewing. Like it was really cool to watch and uh, everybody do their own thing. And yeah, critically we could probably take it apart a bit more and be like, oh, oh know, for sure. This wasn't yeah. as good as this or anything like that. But overall, like I just had a good time. I was smiling the whole fucking time through both those sets. And I thought Hallions were gonna be shit. I did not have any <laughs> expectation for Halliots. And then they played the song <laughs> Halliots, Nathan. Did I mention that yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nick, you mentioned that for the next three fucking weeks of shows, deservedly so. That's that's the highlight of the year, Nick. That's going to win the hundred, and it's not even going to be released this year. So that's how well Aliens Hallians is going. But um, I was looking at the set. Like you look at it now, it's just banger after banger. Twenty Seven Club Friday Forever, something bigger than this. Figure Eight Chlorine Counting Sheep Hurt. You can count on me, dude. They just got banger after banger um, trophy, So well, I can't wait to see him unify
0: absolutely and then um we'll get to the main event man um Parkway Drive came on you know every time I see Parkway I always think they might start this might be the time where they start to kind of not be shit but like start to go down as a live band you know they pass their prime you know they're like Winston screaming like how 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 old can you be and continually do that at like that level you know what I mean like that's a genuinely hard thing to do and then they come out and they're just the best band, dude. I don't know what to say. Like, they're just like, anything, any positivity you, thing you can say about Parkway. Like, we can't put into words how important this band are. And to see a band who's created, essentially created the scene. Like, there wouldn't be a night and day without fucking Parkway. And just not only see that, but to see them still be the top of the game. Still be the benchmark. Like, it's in. It's just insane. They're the best band, man. I, I don't. I will never like as much as some albums I might like other than others. And I don't love every Parkway Drive song. I can't say a bad thing about this band. They're fucking perfection. Um, They are one of the best live Australian bands of all time. Any genre. I don't care. Put them up with In Excess. Put them up with Midnight, midnight Oil. That's the only two other ones I can think of. Put them up with Kylie Minogue. Put them up with Kylie, I dare you. Don't
1: you dare do that to Kylie Okay, Minogue. don't put them
0: up with Kylie. Kylie probably wins. But <laughs> they're Mount. Mur- they're, that's the Mount Rushmore. Kylie number one, in excess, Parkway, Midnight Oil, Peter Garrett's bald, beautiful head dancing on that Mount Rushmore mm. as well. Mm. Parkway forever, man. I fucking love them.
1: And like you say, they are. They're still the best band in Australia by street, still, which is just scary to think about. Like stage wise, they just (laughs) command the stage. Song wise, no one can touch them. Like, I know we all want Polaris to be that band, but Polaris don't have the catalog yet. They just don't have those big songs that are as big as Parkway songs at the moment. They might get there one day, but Parkway just like they, they tore it apart dude and like to play both idols and boneyards like that just set all the old school fans off so yeah. that was an immediate tick in the book for those two songs and then like to open up was wild eyes praying and carrying into vice grip. like there's no better fourth songs to get a fucking festival started it's like wow you know like you got the sing-alongs you got the dance alongs you got the jump-alongs you had everything going and yeah, like, the, the, the actual um, New Year's part itself was kind of cool. Like, we, we we they missed the initial midnight, but they did it right? <laughs> they
0: fucked it up!
1: which right? <laughs> yeah, is hilarious. But when they said the high school era, the high school mosh era, before they started playing Idols, was just the best part ever. I was just like, this is great. Yeah. And, dude, they were... The, the fireworks went off, the whole pyro went off, and they're the best band. They really are. And I really hope that too, with Every Time I Die happens one day, because I want to see it.
0: Yeah. It's like... You know, to see every band, and obviously production, that is a huge part of the Parkway show, but like, you know, they don't have to bring their full production out to like fucking Crowell Castle and Ballarat for fuck's sake. They don't have to do that. <laughs> like they're just, I don't know, like comparing, and this is no comparing Polaris to Parkway at all. Like I'm not like saying, cause obviously completely different stages in their career. Polaris yes. put on like a, a fantastic live show and they're a great <laughs> band. But God, when you saw Parkway, as you said, there are levels to this and Parkway, still are the benchmark. And like you, yeah. know, you see you see these guys in like these genres and that. You see maybe like someone like KillSwitch. and KillSwitch is so influential and in the reason why so many of these bands exist. But all these bands after them kind of pass them. Parkway yep. for, for Australia have ne- has never been passed. That's the thing. No. Like they're, they're the reason festivals like this exist. They're the reason why every band basically exists in this scene. And yet yep. nobody's not only passed them, nobody's come close. Like no. to their live show, to their catalogue. I'm sure they're lovely people. <laughs> 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 Nathan, I just want to I just want to talk to Parkway so bad, dude. They're just like they're the band. Like as much as like, man, we got to tick off some cool shit this week uh, like last week. But fuck me, Parkway! Like they just seem like they're they're like the Mount Everest for us, aren't they?
1: Oh God, yeah. Getting to talk to Winston would just be the the, the granddaddy of the all. the WrestleMania stage, the <laughs> platform—that's what it is. That's where we want to be. So, yeah, absolutely. I think one day, I think we'll definitely be able to do it. Whether like the problem is they're so like tight-lipped with their press, like they they have to be releasing something. But I reckon that's definitely the goal to have. And like you say, man, it's good to dream. Good to good to have things to go for and these festivals make it happen so Destroyer Lines putting on this festival and getting in before Unify which I still, it's it's a cheeky thing I loved it, <laughs> the fact they pulled it off like fuck the COVID, like everyone we knew going in that we're all going to get it we, we, we knew the risks and everyone had a great time and they, it was a huge tick and huge confetti like I know Full Tilt just got um, postponed a little bit in Brisbane but to see what Viart pulled off in the, the last minute rush yes. to Raleigha and that artwork they did and god i love thy art nick so what a yeah. shout out to them Just, I'm absolutely
0: sorry. yeah and fuck all notice to play a show and Relika are getting on as well because they're they're obviously all the way from perth so like what a fucking waste of like financial resources for them to come over and, and the fest would be cancelled so for them to get mm. any sort of show off that's like you know that's pretty Shoot. awesome like that's awesome yep. for them um now i'll ask you one question yeah mate big question will night and day return this New Year's? Uh, I'm going to say nay.
1: Uh, it's a big one. I, I really enjoyed it for what it was, but I just think logistically having good things return in uh, early December, then having January with Unify, I think it's going to be too hard to have the three in, in a row, if that makes sense. I still think they'll have a festival, but it's going to be good things rather than night and day. Yeah, That's my yeah. prediction anyway, which... I loved it. We've both. Well, you've, you've been the one that's really advocated the, the New Year's idea for a festival. And it was a huge success. Like, we, we loved it. I had a great time. And I would definitely do it again. But I don't think it'll happen next year. What about you? What do you think, mate? Same yeah, question. Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah, I kind of I side with you on this. I don't... I'd love for it to return, but how many times can the same bands play these festivals? And it's like, yeah, yo, Pete, we're going to get sick
1: of the bands. Mate. I saw
0: <laughs> you know, someone was like, someone was like, Oh, this, this is next year's full til- uh sorry, not full tilt. Sorry, all these fucking festivals are blending in now. Um, <laughs> this is next year's nine day <laughs> lineup. And it was just like, yeah, you know, it just reminded me of like that kind of the second unified lineup. How it was like, you get Amity one year and you get Parkway the other year. And it's like, it was just kind of that role reversal of like yeah. next year, you're going to get Amity this time and you're going to get, make them suffer. And it's like, how many times can you do that? You know what I mean? And that's yeah. with all these festivals. And that's what, without these international bands, and who knows when they're going to be allowed to come back down, without them, it really makes things hard. If there's no internationals, I don't think good things will happen this year. So 9 Day might happen. Who n- fucking knows?
1: Yeah. All right no, cor- are yeah, correct with that. But yeah, we're, we're heavily reliant going forward on the internationals coming back. Because without them, we've said it a lot, you're going to get sick of seeing the same bands. like, And yeah. I, I loved it. I loved the whole weekend. It got us back to going to a festival again. It was a big feel. That was the first one since 2020, wasn't it? Since 2020 Unified? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nearly two
1: years. So it's been nearly two years in between festivals. And to get that and to make that happen was really special. So to be a part of that was really cool. But happening again next year, like you say, depending on the, the, the actual circumstances, like who the fuck knows what's going to happen? A lot can change in the landscape in a couple of weeks. So you just, you don't know. So yeah. a couple of months, Fingers crossed we're getting the bloody, the bring me's of the world and all those bands back, but who knows when it'll happen because they might be like John Floriani nicking bit grumpy gills. You know, you might make a few calls.
0: bit grumpy, grumpy. gills. Yeah. Don't, bit you, old grumpy. don't you talk about my friend, John Floriani like that. <laughs>
1: he's, sorry. I, I forgot these are best buds now, for God, fuck it out. But yeah. Right. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, what else were we got going to say? Um, all those, so all those interviews will be coming out this week. Um, Starting with the Polaris one, which we the first one, Nathan, and working away. To- I don't know how to fuck. We're gonna. I'll just make an article for every one of them. Uh, yeah, well, so I- give all them a listen if you guys can. That'd be lovely. And um, they're really short, quick fire interviews. I hope the quality comes out good because some of them, as we were saying before, uh, we were in some weird circumstances for some of these fucking interviews. It was quite funny. But uh, weird. Next next week will be our Unify preview. Um, yeah, I-, I must admit, like night and day, kind of was a really fun festival and not a festival that kind of, I don't know. I was getting, it, I was getting not only lazy, but I was feeling a bit like, uh what's the fucking point of all this kind of shit? Like, I, yeah. I know it sounds quite, and I'm sure you, you uh, did as well, um, especially throughout all this fucking quarantine. But like when we were there and you know, we're doing these interviews and we're talking to these people and I'm like, ah, oh, this is why we do it. Cause like, these are the cool experiences that we're, we are afforded because of it. And it's like, exactly, mate. And I, I, I still say this, and I don't mean this n- negatively towards Unify, but whenever they offer it, they give us, like, tickets to go to the festival and, like, we want to work the fucking festival.
1: Please yeah. let us
0: work the fucking thing. Let us Come talk on, to your fucking bands. Fuck it. Oh. Oh. It's not that hard. They never no, let they, like, never they let let think us.
1: that we're just, like, bad people, Nick. Like, I know we are, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're nice to these other bands, you know? Like, we're, we're going to make them, like, feel good, you know? God, but that,
0: that being said, Nathan, Unified Preview all next week. We'll talk about the lineup. We'll talk about the timetable. We'll talk about the must-see bands, Nathan, because there are a few must-see bands. Um, oh. The potential collaborations that we could be seeing, Nathan. Oh, like, we didn't talk about Bobak getting up for Void of Vision. Oh, that was a collaboration and a half. Those what bloody, a time, Nick. Those footy <laughs> shorts. Oh, I'm dreaming about them already. Um, but everybody, stay safe. Uh, if you do have COVID, isolate, get yourself better, drink a lot of water. I, I think Zupa dupers were the key to fucking COVID. And then I had my first coffee today in a week, and I thought that was pretty nice as well. So I'm getting my taste oh. back, which is lovely. Uh, but Good yeah, on you, mate. Well on Everybody, thank you for listening. I'm back again in, for another year. So uh, hopefully we can knock it out. Hopefully we can get some cool interviews this year, man. Thank you, Nathan, for being a part as always. Oh, thank you, Nick Brown. Thank you. Well done on Surviving Night and Day. Fuck you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of.